0: Well, welcome to Black History Matters 365 with your host, Joanne Scape, the marketplace entrepreneur. I am so excited that you have joined us this morning because we have a beautiful guest and a history maker in with us, Dr. Sally Nicholson. Good morning, Dr. Nicholson.
1: Good morning. How yeah. are
0: you? I'm doing really, really well. It's just a pleasure to have you here. Thank if, you for having me. Yes. Before we get started, I would love to read a little bit about you for our audience. And, um, and then we'll jump right into the interview. And I always open up with a history maker from the past that kind of matches, you know, who you are or what you're doing. Um, Madam C.J. Walker has a quote that says, If I have accomplished anything in life, it it is by or because I have been willing to work hard. And that's you. I can see it in your bio. (laughs) So that's so exciting. I, you know, see that you are just an incredible woman. So we'll jump into the bio and then we'll jump into your interview. Dr. Cynthia Sally Nicholson has spent over 25 years of her career as an educator in secondary and post secondary English. Currently, she serves as a program coordinator at Norfolk State University or NSU in Virginia. She chose to continue her work at a historical black college and university because Dr. Nicholson credits this type of institution for giving her a chance many years ago. Working in the school education of education at NSU, Dr. Nicholson continues her research with issues of access and equity among teachers' education students. Prior to joining NSU family, Dr. Nicholson served as the Dean for the School of Arts and Science at Chowan University in Murfreesboro, North Carolina. That was 2014 to 2020, correct? 2019 yes correct here's my favorite part she was the first black woman to hold that position in the school's history love it that's why you're a history maker and to finish off her education dr nicholson spent 11 years as a high school english teacher holding multiple positions from mentor teacher to district literacy coach she has obtained secondary english teacher certifications and taught in the states of South Carolina, Virginia, Arizona and Georgia. She earned a BA degree in English from Newberry College in 1992. Her teacher certification was earned at South Carolina State University at HBCU and HBCU in 1993. Both her MS in secondary education in 2003 MA in English in 2007 were earned from Old Dominion University. As a doctoral student, Dr. Nicholson was awarded the underrepresented Graduate Enrichment Match Fellowship to complete her studies at Arizona State University where she earned a PhD in English education in 2011. I can go on and on and on and on about you, Dr. and your awards, you know, being Teacher of the Year two times at um, Chowan University, and then just a faculty excellent award. Um, You've done so much. We're just proud to have you here today and call you a great history maker. So let's jump in and just talk a little bit about who you are and how you got to where you are.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me today. It is such a pleasure to be with you and to uh, be with you in the work that you're doing. And we're so excited to have this work as a part of curriculums across the country. I am an English teacher by trade. I grew up in a small town in South Carolina And there were not a whole lot of things to do in the rural South. Uh, Where I'm from is considered the low country or people would call Gullah area. Many of the people that I know in the low country of South Carolina, we had to learn different things from our ancestors. Oral history was so rich. Uh, You learn to sit on the porch. And listen to the women talk, but dare not be a part of the conversation, right? And so that always led me to read books because I wanted to know more. I wanted to uh, see worlds that I'd never seen before. And so this love of reading came er- early because it was an opportunity to sit where you were supposed to be quiet and learn about different communities. And I took that love of reading that turned into wanting to teach English and wanting to share that. I was very fortunate because I had a librarian at my high school, Miss Dowdy, who gave me books of people who looked like me, right? And so the first time I got to read a Toni Morrison book, or the first time I was able to read Alice Walker's The Color Purple, those were opportunities where I could see myself and see people like me in text. And that let me know that there was a voice for African-American women that was needed to be shared in spaces like schools, right, so that other young girls and young men would know that there's a rich culture that we have that they too could share. And so that pretty much developed how I jumped into teaching. Um, I was very fortunate to complete my studies at Newberry College. But, you know, like any 19, 20 year old, you're not really sure what you want to do and everybody tells you what to do and you're saying, no, I don't want to do that. And then when you graduate, you're like, well, what am I going to (laughs) do? So I went back to South Carolina State University and thank goodness for the mentorship at a historically black college and university. The education department took me in with open arms and said, baby, we're going to help you. And from that to this, I've been an educator ever since Uh, just to have mentors who believe that I could offer so much more to generations to come has really been the staple and beginning of my career.
0: Beautiful, thank you so much for that.
1: How important,
0: well obviously it's important, how important is black history to you? And how does that fit in your setting that you are in?
1: Black history is American history. And as an American, it is a part of our history that should be shared in each curriculum. I referenced early about literature because that is the area that I've spent the most time. But as I even look into education and think about how we train teacher educators, but we don't talk a whole lot about the history. And so what I have done in my own research and my own thinking is how is I can how is it that I can be more inclusive and help the teacher education candidates that I know to learn more about their history. Why don't we talk more about the Marva Collins story? Mm. Why don't we talk about educators who were trailblazers, who were African-American, who were able to connect with students and build a rapport and to be successful in teaching? And so I believe there's such a rich history and culture that we have as African-Americans that we don't talk more about who we are and what we've accomplished. And thus, if we don't tell these stories, who will tell them for us? Mm -hmm. Right, and so that is why Black history is so important because we have to continue to tell our story. We have to continue to share with the generations that this is who we are and this is who we can be.
0: Mm. Very good, I love that. What are your thoughts today? on this racial injustice and the future of our culture and communities? Kind of two questions in one.
1: Racial injustice is a problem. And it's not a new problem. It's just being uncovered more. We have now technology that is showing it. But these have been issues that we have continued to have to fight. And we can't stop. We have to continue until Others realize that certain cultures cannot be marginalized because of the color of their skin. That different does not mean deficient. We have to continue to fight this. And it's like the late John Lewis said, we have to be willing to get in good trouble because this is the trouble that is going to change things as we know them. If we rest on our laurels, if we choose not to say anything, then we are guilty and we cannot afford to be guilty. There's a generation that's looking to us Mm -hmm. to be advocates for their future. Mm -hmm. We have to spend that time and say something. We have to really say something and use every platform that we have. For me, it's education. Students who are in my class to continue to be advocates for social justice, to continue to be advocates for equitable and fair practices in every career that they choose to go in, in their communities, in their churches, housing, you name it. But that's the role that we must play. We have to find our niche and push forth the agenda that we can so that racial injustice can be extinguished and continually challenged until it's no more.
0: Mm, I love that. Until it's no more. And that's going to be a long time. And we have to be yeah. ready for that that challenge. Um, recently, a book called Black History Matters 365, an inclusive account of American history, which I'm a part of. We are so excited that it's released and hoping that you would get a hold of that <laughs> very excited what what does that mean in its K through 12 what mm-hmm. does that mean you think to education having an incredible uh, book that include that's inclusive when it comes to American history
1: i believe that good curriculum rich curriculum and materials matter we need to have access And I'm so grateful, so grateful for the work that Black History 365 is doing so that we can share this with our students. If I can see myself as a young person in a situation, then I too can envision what I can add to society. And that's what this text is going to give us. It's going to fuel a generation to know that our stories are worth being chronicled in text, right, that is worth being discussed in places that in the past they may have not been. And so I am excited about the material and to share that with the teacher educators that I train so that they too can have materials and rich curriculum for their students as well. Thank you so much for that, because that is
0: important to have the right Black history curriculum in schools, very important. What's in the future, you know, for you and how does that fit in and what's going on in the culture today?
1: I still believe that education is a great equalizer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's my role. Right. We've got some challenges before us. We have a pandemic before us um, and things are different. And so I'm really excited to be in education at this time because I believe we're problem solvers. We, we do not allow um, adversity to stop us from our goal of making sure that every student has the right to an education and that higher education continues to help transform lives in meaningful ways. And so for me, I'd like to continue that vein in education. I'd like to continue the work that I've been doing in research and teaching and hopefully be able to maintain um, Academic excellence, invigorating academic life, and spending time with faculty to plan and to think about programs that will help our students be relevant in the 21st century. I believe we have a wonderful opportunity to do this work and to prepare our students to be better and to make society even a better place to be.
0: Mm, that's fantastic. I know we, BH365, have a program that we're, we're going to be launching called the Solutions Academy. So it made me think of that when you said we're, we solve problems, we are solving things. And I'm excited about that program. I think, again, it's important, like you're saying, that we get some type of programs that are out there to continually help students, even beyond the four walls of school. And absolutely. Community. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, um, tell me about your family. I
1: always ask guests this. Oh, wonderful! Tell me about your family? Are you married? Have three children? Four children? Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> so, my husband, my husband and I are a blended family. He has two children before me, and I we I had two, and so we kind of brought everybody together. Um, we still have two in the home. Oh, I would say in the home, our daughter who is the youngest, is a, a recent graduate of Virginia Commonwealth University. And now she is a graduate student um, in art at Norfolk State University. And our son is a classical bassoonist. And he is a music performance major with a musical theater minor at Virginia Commonwealth University. And so we're artsy folks, right? Um, we we kind of do this type <laughs> of work. world. <laughs> <laughs> we're artsy, so this is what we do. And it's just good to be able to have those kind of conversations with our st- with our children, um, just about what we believe they should be pushing in the world. I mean, you need to live your purpose. You need to be able to um, learn and have this idea, a lifelong thing, right? We don't, we're just not sending you to college just so you can get a degree, but you need to be a lifelong learner. And so we're almost at the empty nest. We can see it. It's real close. <laughs> And our husband, my husband and I, Louis, we love traveling. Um, We love going to different places, and we really really have a niche for visiting uh, beaches and and just really learn about cultures of different places that we visit. And so it's just been, it's pretty good. You know, we're, like I said, real close to empty nesting, um, but we're pretty excited about Mm -hmm. what our children have accomplished and how they continue to make us proud.
0: That's wonderful. It's so wonderful. I love hearing about people's families and their children, yeah. and particularly black families. I love the idea of just that love, you know, um, between each other. So they call it black love.
1: <laughs> I love it too. We're very very fortunate. And then some of us have some great stories, right? There's yeah, some good things happening, absolutely.
0: right? Yeah, absolutely. Good things happening. Now I'm yeah. going to kind of end the interview or cap the interview off with a question How was it for you? in this journey as a Black female, um, pursuing all the different things that you have done?
1: Mm, That's a good question. And that could have been the interview by itself. (laughs) Yes, I know. (laughs) Truthfully. Now, as a Black female, we have to navigate various identities. I have spent so much of my doctoral research and even my research now unpacking those spaces because there are so many forces and I'll call them forces or adversarial forces that continue to say that you're not good enough, right? For a variety of of, of reasons. And so it hasn't always been easy because there are groups that still believe that my voice doesn't matter, right? And so to be able to push past that and to have mentors who said, no, you keep striving, That's the work that I've had to learn as a Black female. Even one of the research projects I'm working on now um, that has been funded by Norfolk State University's Center for African-American Public Policy has to do with Virginia's Crown Act. Um, It became the law. We were the fourth state in the Commonwealth of Virginia to add the Crown Act as law. But as with any law, now we have to talk about applying it. And so my research talks about how we situate this policy into practice for teacher educators. What does it mean for teachers who are being hired when their hair texture is not what the dominant culture believes it ought to be? How do we deal with that racial discrimination? Because hair discrimination is racial discrimination. And so in that vein, it's been my lifelong work to be a voice for that you know, to understand that as an African-American, as a Black female, that we keep marching on. We don't stop. We look at the obstacles, Mm -hmm. we face them courageously, Mm -hmm. we find solutions, we get with advocates and our allies, and we move on. And we don't just sit down and say, no, this is just how things are gonna be. Absolutely not. You started this interview with a quote, Madam C.J. Walker, and nothing more is better than that to say that we have to work hard. Because there is not just this time, but what happens 20, 30 years from now for my grandchildren and great-grandchildren, I've got to know that I've left this world a better place for Black women because I've lived here. And that's so important for me. Wow.
0: Thank you for that. You've been listening to Black History Matters 365 with the wonderful Dr. Sally Nicholson, who I've enjoyed (laughs) this morning and and a good friend now. Thank Thank you for listening today and thank you for coming today, Dr. Nicholson.
1: It's been my pleasure.
0: Sharing your great thoughts with us.